recorded live from the lobby of the Lion Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. Hi, this is Pichet Ong, and you're listening to Full Service Radio. Hello, I'm Pichet Ong. I'm pastry chef of Brothers and Sisters at the Lion Hotel in D.C. Well, the way I look at dessert is that uh, I... I'm really like a restaurant dessert chef. I'm not really a baker. I'm not really a cake maker or an ice cream guy. So the way I look at dessert is that it should be like appetizer or food. It's something delicious that people is going to enjoy. But then beyond that, it's also sustenance and nutrition. And you don't need to over-season your um, desserts with a lot of sugar. You basically just need to have enough to make the pastry part work. And then to season the fruits that you use with sugar in the same way you season steak with salt just put you know enough amount for you to be able to taste the fruit in its best uh, flavor well I grew up in a family where um, we didn't really have like a regular format of eating let's say you know you have desserts at the end of the um, meal it's not like that growing up in a Chinese household we basically eat desserts at any time of the day but then my dad always said the best time to actually eat sweets is in the morning or right after lunch because you have the entire day to burn the, um, the sugar or the calories or whatever it is off. And so I, I tend to eat like a lot of chocolates or pastry or cakes in the morning. Still today, even ice cream. Both my parents are from China. They left China during the 40s and uh, my dad went to Thailand. My mom went to Macau, and I grew up with both my dad and my mom, and my mom has always been more Chinese, but my dad, because he does business in Thailand, and we have family and life in Thailand, we identified ourselves more as Thai when I was growing up, because, you know, I went to Thai school, we ate Thai food at home, we had Thai friends, and we live in Thailand, and I was born in Thailand, and um, I never identified myself as Chinese, really, starting until... I lived in Hong Kong with my mom and realized that, that I like to eat Chinese food like more often, way more often. And, you know, identify with the culture and the history and the fashion and just all of it being Chinese. And then in the last few years, I've been traveling to China. I don't know, I just have a lot of emotions that, that get stirred up inside of me and I feel really nostalgic and a sense of belonging and a sense of like what I've missed so I think because of that, I identify myself as being more Chinese than Thai and more than anything else that I am. In addition to being Chinese in Thailand, I also knew I was gay and I also knew that I was a little bit odd like in terms of my, um, the way I think. I'm not exactly an artist. I know a lot of people think of me as that because I'm a chef. I'm also a very practical person. And in school, actually, I was really good in science. Math, physics came very natural for me. But I went into cooking because there's a little bit of all of that that I just mentioned. You have to be kind of pretty good at math and figuring things out on your own. There's a lot of um, handmade quality to making pastries and breads in general. Um, I also am very, um, you know, visual. So I think that cooking kind of suits me. 
when I was about 14 um, and coming into my teen parts of my life, and my mom wanted for me to have a stable living situation. Being in a stable house with my aunt made sense to everybody, and um, so I moved to um, the Bay Area and lived with my aunt, and um, also I was trying to get my California residency <laughs> to go to Berkeley at a very, very low cost. And then, so I did that, and I went to Boston for college, came back for graduate school in Berkeley, and then lived in California for a while. I don't know why, you know, I always thought California, you know, beach boys, you know, the beach and surfing and all of that. So that's what I thought. I didn't think it was going to be like so cold, like four seasons in one day. But, you know, I liked the liberal, kind of like free-spirited kind of atmosphere at the time. In the 80s, that was the, you know, the prevalent kind of, uh, you know, living situation in San Francisco is you have to be kind of very open-minded and liberal. And, and that totally fit me. You know, I can wear any kind of outfit, mismatching patterns that I want, and nobody would judge me. You know so I was in school, and then I was working part-time in restaurants and bakeries to make some money and to pass time and to figure things out. And I eventually decided to stick to working in restaurants and being a chef and baker, pastry chef, all that, because um, opportunities opened up for me, and I just kept pursuing the next opportunity. I moved to New York in 97, and um, the main reason that catapulted me to kind of make the decision was um, that my I had a partner that, that passed um, in 95 and um, I just thought that oh you know um, I mean this is during the height of AIDS era when people did not know um, there were treatments but you know none of us knew you know where that was going to take us to and um, he died uh, really suddenly and I thought oh you know I think I should um, I should live my life and uh, you know, and, and explore every option I got because, you know, I didn't know how long, you know, all this was going to be, you know, around or if I was going to be around. And, and so um, I decided to, to move to New York and, and kind of start over. I, I had always wanted to go to New York because it's a big city and it's where everything was happening. I mean, you, you think about this in the 80s, right? Like, um, I guess part of it is the whole, like, you know, the dance clubs of New York was really appealing. Dance Teria, you know, Lower East Side, Madonna, David Bowie, everybody was in New York. And um, that was a fantasy that I wanted to fulfill too. It's like having made in New York, you can made it, make it anywhere. So at John George, I was working the fish station for a little bit, and then I went on to work at different restaurants in New York, like Tabla and Patroon, uh, and then I came back to uh, work for John George to open 66, but this time as a pastry chef. Basically, I wanted to help him and myself as well, like build a brand up and, you know, fulfill a lot of these, you know, crazy ideas that he wants to do, refined Cantonese restaurant and street food. So we had like a strategy of opening this succession of Asian restaurants in New York City that start with 66 and then Spice Market. Being part of opening team in the restaurant is very exciting to me because um, every time that we would um, be discussing floor plans, anything from floor plans to design, 
I would, uh, as management, I would actually get myself involved in and, and visit sites. And it's always a thrill for me to see. And that was the beginning for me with opening restaurant because um, since then, I think I've opened maybe 17 restaurants in New York, including two of my own, which is really intense during the 20-year span that I was there. And then now, uh, living in D.C., flash forward uh, 20 years, opening restaurants with Eric Bourayang at the Line Hotel and Maquero. I saw the opening of Maquero as well. is is really exciting. So I took like a maybe a five, six-year break from restaurant to do consulting work. I did a lot of recipe development for different pastry company or ice cream or brand development or flavor development for these products. So during that break, I spent a good amount of time with my dad and realized, you know, what I've, you know, the connection that, that I've missed. You know, I'm always going to be the son that, like, eternally grateful for my, for my parents for making me who I am. And, um, you know, it's, it's really a, a privilege. And I think that um, he's 91 and I just want to spend as much time as possible with him. So part of my discovery, rediscovering the heritage is that. And we plan on trips to China so that we can you know, explore more of who we are. It could be anything from like having some dumplings or looking at the Great Wall or just being on a boat along the river. I moved down to D.C. because my current partner, Jason, got a job there. He works for the government and we moved down to D.C. But then I decided to come back to be a restaurant chef when I reconnected with Eric, who was on a mission to open a string of restaurants. And... I have to thank him because, um, you know, even though I, we were working in the savory department and he, he thinks it's best that I focus on pastry and making cakes for him and pastries to sell in Marketo, is that he made me rediscover, like, uh, once again, my passion for pastry. Well, at Brothers and Sisters, I um, implemented a mostly cake program People can come in anytime, and it's it's ready. Um, but I didn't want to just do cakes, so I wanted to make them extremely complicated. By um, as I mentioned, I'm really well known for restaurant desserts, so I wanted to see how I can take the idea of restaurant desserts and turn them into cake. They're very flavorful, and um, I mean, they, they're just cakes that you would not make at home because it's like you know 20 uh, ingredients and like like 10 steps or 10 different components. It's so complicated that you would just prefer to, just to eat them or just buy them rather than make them at home. And so, um, and, and a lot of it's relying upon really seasonal ingredients. So I wanted to make them very complicated and like has this wow factor so that when they get brought to the lobby or when they see them in a magazine or see me posting the photos of them, uh, you have no choice but to drool over them and want to order one. I think a lot of people see me as being uh, hyper and energetic and helpful. I don't know. I think I'm resourceful. <laughs> what makes me happiest these days? I think I, I, I get a lot of uh, emotional rush. Uh, and I mean, there's stumbles, but then most of it is happiness. I think the travels with either one of my parents make me really happy. Indescribable. <laughs> 